today on The Breakdown. Legend of poker, Daniel Negreanu, faces off against another highbrow, hard-playing, tough guy of poker, Thomas Dwan, in a really memorable and wacky little cash game hand they played on High Stakes Poker Season 6. We're going to take it apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. a superlative opening, chap. What quite you, what quite you nice. Mean? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I felt it was uh, lovely. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you said so. Maybe, maybe too many adjectives. Why did you say superlative then? You were being yeah, sarcastic? I was being a bit of a jerk. Oh, well, yeah. what do you know? Welcome to the way it goes on the breakdown. Yeah. Well, last, that's... Last breakdown we did, you were kind of a jerk to me. I don't remember. Yeah, because your memory so is absurdly bad. That's why. Is it that, or is it that it was several days ago? <laughs> no, it's that we did it earlier today. I don't have any memory of that either. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. So that's Grant Dennison. I'm Jonathan Levy. We never tell people whose voice is who anymore. I realize that. Oh, I yeah. guess we have the videos to give that away. Yeah, I mean, if you are just a podcast person, then who cares? It doesn't matter whose voice is who. It matters to me. And sometimes we say, hey, Jonathan, or you yeah. say, hey, Grant. You're right. Yeah. Hey, Grant. Like that. Why are you saying your own name? <laughs> what you're calling out to yourself. <laughs> so let's set the scene for everyone, shall okay. we? Okay. Well, first I want to set who suggested this. Oh, Guess who? who's crushing it? Brian with a Y. Brian with a this Y. This is the third time in three weeks we've done a Brian with the Y suggested hand. I'm thinking about hiring Brian with a Y to figure out our hands for us. I mean, internship unpaid. Well, that's what I mean when I say hire, obviously. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's also suggested by another person, Siavash Sabet. So thank you guys for the suggestion. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool hand. We've been thinking about doing it for a while now. A long time. All right. Set the scene, Levy. Okay. Well, it's high stakes poker. It's the final episode of the season, and they are winding down. Like all the players know, they're near the end of this filming session. The game's about to end. Right. And we're only seven-handed now because people have gone bust and whatever else. And uh, there's a little bit of gamble going on here. Lex Veldhaus still at the table. He's under the gun. And He's gambling. He decides it's time to open up. Right. But actually... there's another thing that's kind of a key here. Yeah. The uh, small blind to ante ratio oh, is yeah. insanity. Yeah. I've never heard of such a thing. I guess they agreed just to make the game bigger. It's a 501K game, which is big enough, but it's a $300 ante. Yeah. The antes total more than the blinds, which is really crazy. The small blind is more than... Or the ante is more than half of the small blind, which is unheard of. Yeah. Unheard of. Even with seven players, it creates in a 5-1 game a $3,600 pot before anything's happened. Like, what's your under-the-gun seven-handed opening range supposed to be when it's so juicy? You you have to open up a little bit. I mean, like, ace-nine feels very playable, which is a hand you probably really aren't supposed to play if you're trying to play well and, you know, close to game theory optimal. You're not supposed to play that. Do you switch your button opening range to 100%? Well, the problem is, of course... Everybody knows. Everyone knows, and you've got guys like Dewan and Veldhaus who are just going to... And Elki is at the table, too. These are guys who are going to three-bet you light to try and punish you for stealing. So, I don't know. Maybe the move is actually not to do that and hope you just, like, get a slightly better... You run a little bit good, get a slightly better frequency of good hands than, than you might, and, like, let them three-bet you and you have it. I mean, you lose so much money by not playing a hand for an orbit. Yeah. It's 300 bucks a hand. 3600 bucks an orbit yeah. right now. That's a good point. I mean, you have to play a fair amount. But yeah. I don't know if you're supposed to open up too much if everyone's going to three bet. By the way, the other way to do this is not to open up and not to change those ranges, but just to three bet a little bit lighter, which is probably the better way to do it. Yeah, that's true. I'd be interested to see a cash game where the, it's like a a five ten game, but the ante is ten dollars. I want to see what that does to the game. I mean, it would be ridiculous. First yeah. of all, the opening 
well, how old the sizing be in? The I mean, opening? it would play a lot bigger than a five ten game. Obviously. I mean, you, someone would make it. Would someone make it like eighty dollars to go or something like that? You probably don't have to make it that much. Maybe fifty. No, I think you might have 60? to make it eighty. I mean, there's there's a hundred and fifteen dollars in yeah. the pot. If it's ten handed, so maybe yeah. not. Maybe it's nine handed. Yeah, it's there's probably hundred and five dollars in the pot. But I mean, I played anti tournaments where you know the blinds stay the same, but the antis go up. And you can raise relative to the blinds, and some people never adjust to that. I mean, eventually everyone's going to adjust, but in the beginning, you can get away with a lot of weird stuff. And it's weird. Weird stuff can happen when the antis get weird. Yeah. So anyway, this is going to encourage a lot more action, a lot more stealing, a lot more playing back right. at each other. The pots are just too big not to take shots at. Hey, coachable moment for Ooh. for free for all of these breakdown listeners Ooh. here. A lot of you are probably already aware of this, but you should always be paying attention in a tournament to the ratio of the small blind to the ante, and when the when it's a favorable aggressor ratio like three to one or something like that you should be opening more frequently yeah because there's so, more to win yeah so you don't have to be you don't have to win as many as often you can be wrong a little bit more and right. it's okay like the 501k 100 level to the 600 uh or six five yeah 501k 100 level to the 600 1200 200 level that you should be opening a lot more at the 600 1200 right. 200 level right for example right and so, I, I think most people do not adjust at all yeah i agree certainly i don't notice it very often yeah yeah Something to keep an eye on. Anyway, let's get to this crazy cash game hand. Oh, okay. Where there's so much money in the pot already. 3,600 preflop. And like you mentioned, Ace-9. It's weird that you mentioned Ace-9 as an under-the-gun opening thing because that's what Lex Veldhaus has. I actually said Lex Veldhaus opens I know. Ace-9. He He's out under the gun. He makes it 4K, which honestly might not be enough. Like uh, if he wants to accomplish folding out people. I mean, I don't think you're trying to steal the pot. I mean, your intention can't be, I'm just going to open Ace-9, hope everyone folds from under the gun and... The end, right? It's got to be more than that. So you, I think you got to open like in a more normal way. I don't know. I think it's fine. He's it's he's, probably, making, he's forexing it. Yeah, it's it can't probably be that fine. bad. It's probably fine. He could make it forty five or something. But I feel like forexing it is normal when the antis are normal in this game. Yeah, I agree. So you I can agree. make it forty five or five. Maybe in his mind, it's all the same anyway. Like yeah, you can like Dewan's gonna call if he's gonna call, and it doesn't matter. Negron's gonna call if he's gonna call, it doesn't matter, kind of a thing. That's probably true. Yeah. So like, why, unless why, he makes it like ten k, then the ranges change. Yeah. But, but then we're getting, we're getting into the stratosphere then, and it's dumb. And it seems crazy though with Ace Nine. Yeah. Specifically, should it worse and better. Right. So it folds around somehow with these antis to Negranu in the small blind, who has King-10 suited in spades. Yeah. He calls. Oh, he's suited. Good. That's perfectly fine, then. Yeah. And we could actually raise, too, but I guess because Lex actually opened under the gun. Yeah. It's a little bit more like, all right, let's see a flop, whatever. Yeah, calling seems like the clear play. Yeah. And maybe he could even call King-10 offsuit based on the anti situation. I don't know. Sure. We're getting... I don't know if it's a good idea. Yeah, maybe not. There's I mean, still if, all the same pitfalls. And we got, you know, we have Tom in the hand too, who can squeeze, who can do different things. If we were closing the action, I'd feel much better about it, you know, than not closing the action. And yep. so we're going to be out of position against two players instead of one a lot of the time, et cetera, et cetera. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So Tom Dwan's in the big blind, nine five of hearts. He decides to call. That seems very normal. Yeah, it's loose, but it's fine. Right? I mean, it's three k more. He's getting a really good price. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good price, actually. Yeah, better than three to one or four to one. So the pot is fourteen thousand one hundred now, and the flop is seven of spades, seven of hearts, three of clubs. Nobody hits none of that. None. <laughs> Lex Veldhaus has ace nine off. Negrano's got king ten of spades. He does have a backdoor flush draw. Yep. Uh, Tom Bone also has a backdoor flush draw and a backdoor straight draw. Which I is mean, nine five of hearts. It's like amazing. So that must explain this flop action because Dwan's flopped all of the backdoors and mm-hmm. has the best hand, obviously, with nine five. Uh, Negrano <laughs> checks. Dwan decides to lead. He leads for ten thousand seven hundred. What do you think about this? I think it's fine. Uh, I think Dwan is the kind of guy who will lead with big hands here, also. So yeah, he'll lead a seven. Yeah. So as long as he's leading a 7-2, then he can lead this. 
I mean, it's also kind of a nice candidate. Uh, I guess he just feels like also like Lex is just going to check this. The two blinds called. Like, yeah. there's no way Lex can bet this. Right. So Lex is always going to check, and then a card's going to come, and most of those cards are not good for me. <laughs> I mean, there's the six of hearts, but yeah. mostly the cards aren't super exciting, and I can just win it a lot right now. And there's a lot of money in there, right. even for Thomas Dewan. Yeah, and he can he can knock out all of the overcard type hands, and uh, yeah, he can actually rep more than a seven. We've seen recently Dewan in a cash game in a similar situation donk a uh, bottom pair on a paired board like this mm. when he had queen three. Yeah, yeah, so. I guess he could bet a three here or sure. a pocket pair, you know? I would think so. I yeah. mean, it's it's obviously really different, but you still often have the best hand. And if you check, it's probably going to check through, and then you've got to dodge four cards. You don't know what they are. you know. And by the way, you could either fall behind or a card could come that make you think you're behind and you lose the pot rather than win it. It's fine to, it's fine to bet here, I think. Yeah, it is. And he does with 9-5. No, yeah. Not with that. Uh, Veldhaus folds. And Negranu calls. This is weird. He's got King Ten of Spades on a seven seven three board. He's in the small blind. He will be out of position for the entire hand. Yeah. This is weird. I'm not in love with this. I got to tell you, I don't think this is probably profitable or good, unless we have we have to have a very particular plan. Yeah. To to do this, maybe the plan is we're going to rep a seven and check raise the turn. Like that's the plan, right? I don't know what other plan we can have. I mean, that could be. That's a reasonable plan. We can easily play a seven this way. Yeah. But I mean, when we're in the small blind, we don't have that many sevens that we flat. No, we, we have like really seven, don't. eight, seven, nine suited, maybe six, seven suited, maybe a seven suited. I would think Daniel probably does show up with all of those hands. Yeah, maybe not even a seven suited, but let's say he does. Yeah, but all of those maybe that I seven, just, five suited. Maybe okay if we add seven, five suited into all of those, that's ten combos total. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's really not. I mean, yeah, we can have pocket threes, we can have pocket sevens, but that's four more combos total. It's not that much. No, it is not. But I guess Daniel, maybe he's on to something because Dwan has nine high right now. Maybe he thinks yeah. Dwan has more bluffs than value here. Yeah. This would make a lot more sense to me if Daniel was in position. Yes. Now we've got backdoor flush over cards, and we get to see what Tom Dwa does first. Tom Dwa. And if we're, uh, out, Dwa. And if we're out of position, we don't get to have the backdoor flush in the over cards? We do, but we can't. Like, he gets to see us check. Right, and then he can bet versus he can like not know what to do because we called once. Right and now we can. It feels stronger. It definitely is different. If if Negrano was in position, he could see what Duan does on the turn and take it away. Right. Whereas it's really weird for him just to lead out on the turn now. If once he calls, it's really really hard. And so Daniel's sort of stuck. I guess I have to check raise the turn now. Like he's sort of setting himself up. To, I guess the plan must be to check raise the turn. Yeah, I think that's the plan or the river maybe. Yeah, one of the future streets. Right. Yeah. And because, or at least bet the river, because he probably thinks Dwan doesn't always just have a seven right. or a bluff. If, right. he, if he puts Dwan on some pairs also and threes, then like maybe a three. He, yeah, he could get him off that on the river. Yeah, bet sure. the river. Sure, goes check check on the turn. All right. I mean, I can see what the plan is. It just seems a little bit ambitious. It does. It's it's. I'm not in love with the plan. This is a being out of position spot, which hurts. Yeah. It just hurts. Yeah. Also, like you know, if it goes. Uh, I don't know. Like, if a spade comes on the turn, we're not going to lead at it, right? No. So then, like, Duan can check it back, and, like, we don't get fold equity. We also don't get to build the pot. We don't, like, all these things don't get to happen. I don't like it. It might be an end of session thing. He's like, I, I just want to yeah. keep playing this hand. And also, like, I just don't believe Tom. Yeah. And whatever. And like, he's, we'll I guess figure he's, it out. he's right not to believe Tom. Maybe he also knows that Tom isn't going to bet a lot of turns very often, unless he actually has trips once Daniel calls. Yeah. Because what is Daniel calling with? Daniel's calling with a pair or a gut shot. That's really all you would expect him to have, right? 
And even a gut shot or a seven. Of course. Sorry. Of course. Um, but even a gut shot, is Daniel really going to call 10K out of position with a gutter? That seems bad to me. Like, I'd rather, if I was Daniel, I'd rather just donk that rather than check call out of yeah, position. Yeah, that is weird. Gutter. It's a whole weird thing so, going on. So, uh, yeah. So, actually, Dwan's going to check most turns. So, maybe that's the idea. If Dwan Betsy has trip sevens or better, if he checks, which he's going to have to do because Dwan, because, uh, sorry, Daniel usually has something real. Yeah. Daniel can bluff the river and it's going to work. Right. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe. Seems like it's asking so much to work out, but okay. All right. Hey, you know what's going to work out great? Playing on nitrogen sports poker? Yes. Actually, that's not what I was going to say because oh. I forgot we were doing that, but yeah. Well, yeah, well we're not doing it right now, no. but we are going to do it every Tuesday and Thursday at 4.30 Pacific and or 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. That's, of course, 12.30 at and night. And or? Yeah. <laughs> Both. Yeah. That's also, of course, 12.30 yeah. at night. GMT. Hey, I think last time we did this ad, we didn't say that we are two poker guys on Twitch. Oh, my the gosh. Number two poker guys. We are horrible. We are the standard. Words. Yeah, but we are going to be playing on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. They have great software that is housed online. You don't have to download any software. The sign-up details are very simple, just a username and a password. It's a Bitcoin-only poker site, yeah. so you get lightning-fast withdrawals. I'm talking 10 to 25 minutes, and we're having sit-and-goes that we're trying to get started on there that'll be on our Twitch stream. If we can't get those started, well, you can come play with us in the cash games on Nitrogen. We've yeah. had a lot of fun doing it so far. It's been great. I mean, one time I didn't uh, set my delay on my Twitch stream so everyone could see my cards in real time and play against me for a little while until someone very nicely let me know. So you can take advantage of us that way. You can. You can. So if you want access to exclusive Poker Guys free rolls and sit and goes and all of the fun stuff that goes along with that, also just to play on Nitrogen Sports, use the link in the description of this podcast to sign up for Nitrogen and come play with us. Play with yeah. the Poker Guys and maybe be on our Twitch. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. And we are, of course, at the number two Poker Guys on Twitch. Yeah. That's our Twitch channel. Just like our uh, Twitter handle. Yeah. With no at, though. There's no... Correct. Yeah. Nice. Yes, it is I'm nice. Glad to explain that. Hey, um, a little quick, uh, quick little test for you here. A little trivia question. Okay, here. trivia question. What does GMT stand for? GMT. Do you know? Gretchen Mean Time. Close. Greenwich. Greenwich Mean Time. Greenwich Mean That's Time. That's what I meant. Gretchen. Gretchen. <laughs> Gretchen is my... She's a very nice woman. She's my horrid aunt. <laughs> <laughs> she's very mean. And anytime you're on Gretchen Mean Time, you are in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's Gretchen Mean Time. <laughs> well, you know, they were very close, right? I'm surprised that I said Gretchen. That's pretty weird. I'm glad you did. All right. So let's get back to the action here. All right. So uh, after Negreanu calls with his king high, the pot is 35500 U.S. dollars, not WPT dollars. The yes. turn is a miracle for Daniel. It's the king of diamonds. It's a good card. It's not a miracle, but it's like, ooh, I feel a lot more comfortable now. It's like, well, I'm either going to win a lot of money or lose a lot of money now because we're not folding the turn if he right. bets. Yeah, I mean, if, if Dwan had a seven, I guess he's going to get some more out of me now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you probably can't fold the turn if Dwan bets again. It's going to be hard to fold the river, too, I'll be honest. Yeah. So... Negrano's got King Ten of Spades. This is the King of Diamonds. It was a seven seven three flop. Dwan, of course, has nine five of Hearts for the super nuts. Yeah, um, and it goes check check. Daniel's love and life. It's interesting that Dwan checks. The Negrano yeah. check is normal, feels standard. Yep. The Dwan check. What do you think about this? I think Dwan is saying, okay, okay, okay. Like, I don't want to like. Obviously, you have something like he didn't have a multi-tiered plan on the flop. He was just taking a stab on a dry board. Yeah, and maybe also he's going to continue if he picks up equity. Right. If if any gut shot comes for him or a heart comes, right. Then he's gonna or maybe a pair. Yeah, I would say nine or a five too. He can bet that or or check that back, but with yeah. showdown value, with the intention of either of getting a bet on the river sometimes. Definitely betting all the draw pickups, maybe not the pair pickups. Yeah, right. He might check that back to yeah. induce. 
But uh, yeah, that makes sense. Like he took a shot and he did not. I mean, his equity went nowhere and Daniel's range is pretty strong. Like, and it's probably going to call again. You yeah. expect a lot of Daniel's range is going to call again. So we check. He's going to fold his threes now, but is he? Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's 35K in the pot. If Dwan bets 30K or whatever Dwan is capable of betting or 41K or whatever he yeah. wants to do. I mean, it's going to be tough to hold on with a three. It is going to be tough, but is that is that our big plan? Is Dwan is to get the biggest calling station in high stakes poker to fold? <laughs> yeah, that's pair? a fair point. Why are we going to do that? That's like, a fair point. Yeah, like, yeah. We, don't, we don't have to put more money in. It's okay. So Dwan's just giving up, basically. I think Dwan's probably giving up. Do you think it's okay to give up here, or do you think he needs to continue? I think it's fine to give up. I agree. I, I mean, I think Daniel often has at least a pair. Like yeah, we were saying. It's a surprise that he has King 10. He either has a three or a seven most of the time or a pocket pair, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's folding any of those things on the turn. And do we really want to go triple barrel? Maybe, but it's asking a lot. And we just don't have to do that. We, I mean, as Duan, it's I know it's a lot of actual money, but we only put in $14,000 total or 14300 total into this pot. For Duan, that's not a lot of money. We don't have to turn this into a 100K pot or, a, right. you know. We can just stop. Yeah, I guess once Daniel plays it this way and calls on the flop, if I were Dwan, the most likely hand I would think he would have would be pocket fours through pocket tens, somewhere in there. If he calls and then you said plays it this way? As played and through the flop yeah. when Negrano check calls the flop. Yeah. I feel like I would think Negrano has like fours, fives, sixes, eights, nines, or tens. Okay. That feels like the most likely range in my okay. mind. I don't know if that's... Okay, I mean, there's also obviously the trip sevens and the threes, but there aren't that many threes you can have. It's like really hard to have a three, yeah. and it's also, like we said, hard to have a seven. There aren't, yeah, there's not that many But he sevens. definitely has all the combos of those pairs. Yeah, I agree. Okay, and it's going to be hard to get him to fold any of them, and yeah. certainly the over pairs, right? right. To the nine, yeah. Um, King 10, not in the range that I constructed there. No. No, but that's what he has. So the pot is still 35,500. And the river is the queen of diamonds. Safe card for Daniel. And I know you're all thinking, okay, who cares? Dwan took a shot. It didn't work. Negrano improved. You got a little lucky. What's so special about this hand here, poker guys? If I was an audience member, I would think, and I would be wrong, but I would think Daniel's going to check to induce and Dwan's going to bet like seven times the pot. Yeah, that would be a normal then it's thing to happen. <laughs> yeah. that, that would be what would, kind of thing that happens in the breakdown. But that's not what happens. No, it's not what happens. Negrano bets. Negrano bets. Is it a good idea to bet? Let's ask that question first. He well, bets 28200 and the 35500 He's got King-10 on a board that did not run out of flush. 773 King-Queen. Okay, this is a good question. So is it a good idea to bet? We are pretty sure we have the best hand. We'd be very surprised not to have the best We hand. expect Juan to continue with his trips on the turn. Yeah, and... It's almost impossible for Dwan to have a better king. He'd have to have king-queen or ace-king. You don't expect him to show up with either one of those. King-seven is the only one I could see him checking back. The only seven combo. But he'd probably continue with that, too, because now he has essentially the nuts, effectively the nuts. And if we do have a seven or we somehow have pocket threes, he gets to get it all. That's true. And he wants to build that pot up. That's true. So I think he might continue even on king-seven. Okay. Could be wrong. Um, So what were we saying? Can we bring me back home here. Um, now I forgot too what happened. Oh, is it a good idea to bet? Right. Yeah. So first, the first thing is, as Daniel, we can feel pretty comfortable. We almost always have the best hand. It'd be very surprising to right. to not have the best hand here. Okay, so, so that's a good we, start. So the next question is, what are we looking to get called by? Okay, because it's we not bet. nine high that we're targeting. No, we'd be targeting uh, a weird queen. We'd be targeting ace highs. We'd be targeting threes. 
Yeah, maybe Ma- maybe some pocket pairs. I was just gonna say pocket fives, maybe. Yeah, Something I mean, like I think Dwan doesn't necessarily squeeze like eights or nines pre-flop. He may not. He may not. He, may he, not. Could, he could have those hands. Okay, too. so he can have some pocket pairs. I think it's reasonable to check those on the turn when the king comes. And yeah, Daniel can have trip sevens. Right. Those hands can all call. All the pocket pairs can call, and honestly, a tray can call also. I don't know if it will, but it certainly can. It can. Yeah. Okay, so that's things to target. And if we check, what are we hoping? We're just hoping Dwan. The problem is if we check, what is Dwan supposed to put us on that he can bluff us off of? Like after the based on the line he's a taking. A three. Yeah, and what does he have? A seven for some reason. No, he doesn't yeah. have a seven. So now he has to have a lucky queen or king, and probably a queen. He could have the eights, nines, or tens himself. I mean, is, it, he's that good. He could kind of okay. figure it out. The, I guess, but that's not very many yeah. things compared to all the things we said they could call, right? right. So... No, I, th- I think you're right. I think betting is probably correct. I yeah. mean, we're calling a bet anyway from the better hands. Of course we are. Yeah. Of course we are. So also, honestly, if Dewan's trying to get a call from a three, he may not size it super huge. Right. If he's got nine. So we can actually make it a little bigger to get called by the eights, nines, and tens that can call us, or eights and nines or whatever. Yeah, we figure Dewan is probably calling eights, nines, and tens when we bet more often than he's betting them when we check. I would think so. And also, he's going to call more money. We're going to bet more money than he's going to bet. If yeah. we, you know, we can choose to do that because he's probably not going to bet huge if he's trying to get called by a three, unless he's trying to make it look super bluffy. But I don't think he's going to do that because Daniel has something. Yep. All right. So now, if you're a breakdown listener, you're thinking, okay, here comes this big raise big from raise. Tom. What's this... he going to? And, and they're going to have to talk forever about what can Tom possibly rep, <laughs> right? How can he, he slow played pocket kings? What happened? Like, it's not. What yeah. can you rep? Does Tom? he have queen seven and decided to check back the like, turn? Like Tom Dwan's going to make it five hundred forty-eight thousand dollars, and the ground is going to end up thinking for seven minutes before folding, right? That's what's going to happen. We've, we've seen this movie before, yeah. breakdown guys. Wrong. Wrong again. Wrong again. You, you haven't Tom, seen this movie. Tom Dwan starts tanking, and he makes it clear to Daniel immediately that a raise is not coming. Yeah. He starts making his Dwan faces, you know, those beautiful, beautiful Dwan faces. He starts saying stuff like, this would be a sick one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you haven't surmised, Tom Dwan is contemplating a hero call with nine high. Yeah. Nine high. Nine high. Yeah. So well, what was that famous Stewie Unger hero call? Was that uh, ten high or I think it was ten high. I think he had ten nine and actually uh the other guy had nine high or something. No, the like other guy had uh four, five or five. six high. Oh, four like, five. It was like the clear the other side of the straight draw. It was the right. clear missed open ender or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was like the yeah, okay. Six seven and and Stewie had like overs and the gut shot himself, yeah. right? And put him on it and called like eighty thousand dollars of real money on the river or yeah. something like that with ten high and was right. So Dwan decides, maybe I should be like Stewie. You know what? It'll I be think legendary. it's Gabe Kaplan's fault because the previous season when Tom Dwan made that play against Barry Greenstein and Peter Eastgate when he got Eastgate default mm. trips and Greenstein default aces when Dwan turned a 10 into a bluff, yeah. Gabe Kaplan then said, the only player I've ever seen make a play like that before is Stu Unger. Yeah. So Tom Dwan got that in his head, and now he's like, now I got to... I got a one-up Unger. I go nine high. He did ten high. Screw that guy. That's not impressive. <laughs> He's gonna have to win some main event titles. You yeah, know, that's that would help. Well, like I mean, Stewart. Unger was in smaller fields, so it's not fair to compare. Right. Also, Dwan will have to be dead pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Well, you know, he, that's possible. Yep. Sadly, it just. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no comment. Not commenting on anything. No, just of course. People die. People die um, from drugs. Does... <laughs> <laughs> that's how Stewie died. That is how Stewie died. Um, that was anyway. Very, very sad. We lost a great one. Who is? If you guys don't know, crazy, crazily enough, far better at gin than at poker. Yes. The greatest gin player of all time. Yeah. Bar could, none. Could not be beaten. Never lost, right? Never lost. And uh, 
never lost and did things like gave his opponents incredible edges and still like they got to see like the bottom two cards of the deck and got 33% of their losses back because he couldn't be beaten. It didn't yeah, matter. He just he, he knew what cards were in their hand at all times. Yeah, he could call it. He, he famously more than once made bets with people for like $50,000 like that. He could name every card in their hand, I think, and which card was which even, you know, and he could like just do it. And was right. That's crazy impressive. Yeah. You got to really, really be paying attention. <laughs> great, perfect memory. Yeah. Anyway, Stewie Younger, people. Anyway, back to the modern day Stewie Younger, Tom Dwan with his nine high. Sure. Why Daniels, not? Daniels bet into him with his pair of kings, which uh, just his 10 would be enough to win the hand, in fact. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, Dwan Can says. Can you imagine if, if he bluffed? <laughs> but anyway. And, well, there's something to say about that because Dwan starts thinking and he starts talking. He says, yeah. this would be a sick one. He says, you can't float with Jack Ten on the flop, can you? That wouldn't right. happen. That would suck. Like because right. he's thinking about heroing with nine high. I mean, this was this had to have been part of Daniel's plan, though. If Dwan checks the turn, Daniel was going to bluff the river, right? Yeah. So actually, Dwan was going to find himself in this situation either way if he didn't improve himself. Right. He was. Oh man, it would have been, been a sicker been, hand if Negreanu had king high. Incredible. Also, and maybe Negreanu would have even considered just throwing it away. He's like, you got it, and just throw his hands in the muck. But because Dwan gets given this whole speech. Oh man, speech, I wish the run out was queen jack instead. Oh, it would be so much better. Given this whole speech about how this would be a sick one and Daniel's like is it possible and he's like well I have king high like assuming he's beat yeah and then Juan just like chucks the cards in the muck that would that'd be all-time legendary that would be unfortunately Negrano has a pair of kings yeah which makes it a little bit less legendary. but in case you haven't surmised Tom Dwan doesn't fold he doesn't so let's let's do a little bit of analysis on that as to what is yeah. going through Dwan's head because a lot of you might be thinking, "What the hell are you talking about?" Tom Dwan's not going to raise and he's not going to fold. Yeah, how is he going to call with nine high? Yeah, yeah, on this king queen seven seven three board. All right, so I think there are a couple problems with his logic, but yeah. the f- the first thing that comes to mind and really the only thing is that he has to put Negreanu on one of the flopped gut shots. I mean, that is it. Right. It's four six five six five four. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's a couple problems with that. There's the five of hearts in his hand. That's problem number one. Problem number two, like you said when we yeah. were talking about the flop, Negreanu probably wouldn't play gut shot that way. He'd I probably bet it, it himself on the flop instead of check calling. Maybe he'd check raise the flop, yeah. but he's going to check call 10K out of position with, with a like gutter? a no equity gut shot. I don't believe yeah. he would do that. Even right. a backdoor flush is not enough out of position. I don't believe Daniel would do that. Tom seems to think Daniel would. Here's the kicker. They're never off suit. It's only the suited gut right. shots. Yes, good point. There's like zero combos. <laughs> I mean, there's a few. I there's mean, a few. Yeah, there's a few. There's there's three combos of five, six. Three combos of four, five. Yep. So that's six, and then there's four combos of four, six. Yeah. So, so there's ten. Ten combos. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And as Juan, we're sitting there thinking, well, Daniel's going to bet trip sevens, but probably nothing else. Because what else can he have? Okay. So, if so he trip bets... seven or a flop gut shot. All right. So the trip sevens, if we give him down to five, seven suited, and then we give him a seven suited also, do we give him seven, ten suited? It's his favorite hand. Yeah, we'll give it to him. Okay. So seven, ten, seven, nine, seven, eight. That's six combos. Seven, six, seven, five. That's 10 combos. A seven. So we're at 12 combos of okay. suited sevens. So the thing is this. We have to be right about that gut shot thing. Right, because it seems a lot more likely that Negreanu would play a 7 this way than a gut shot. Yeah. That's the problem. Here is the thing that I would like to point out. 
Daniel did call with King 10 high. Yes. Out of position. So he was kind of calling with like sort of a weird, I don't know what I'm doing. That's uh, true. That's I'm going to have to make a play on the river probably or check raise the turn or something. So in that way, Dwan isn't completely off about this. Like right. it's easy to say, Dwan, you're a fool. Right. But actually, Daniel shows up with a hand that doesn't make any sense either. I just can't imagine him playing gut shots this way, though. I, I, I agree. I think overcards are more likely to play this way than gut shots. Yeah. I mean, I do. I don't think either should be playing this no. way. I don't like either decision. I think Negrano made a mistake on the flop. Right. But but to put him specifically... Also, I mean, Tuan, Tuan really says, like, it'd be so sick if you had Jack-10, like yeah. Grant said. And that's because he's saying, like, I need you to only be floating me out of position with this particular range of hands for this to be a good call. It can't be overs. It has to be the gut shots. And to be clear, the reason that we're saying these ranges, we don't expect Negrano would bet a three. We right. don't expect him to bet his pocket pairs anymore. No, not with the, when the queen hits in the right, seven. When he's out of position. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's hard to imagine. He might that's bet a good idea. nines or eights in position, but out of position, I don't think he will. How much does he bet? 28,000 into 35,000. So it's a big bet. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So the sizing may also make Duan think, like, do you really have it? I mean, it's a cash game. Though, yeah. So. I mean, it's a pretty big sizing. It's bigger than average. Yeah. Like an, a more normal size would be like 20, 22, right? Yeah. But I mean, whatever. Yeah. 6K. What's 6K? Right. Like a used car, a bad. Can name. we think of anything besides the gut shots that Duan could possibly be putting Negrano on that, he, that Duan is ahead of? Um, no, I cannot. Can you? No. I mean, I mean nothing else makes it. It was 7-7-3. Seven, seven, well, what else would he check call that Duan is beating? Yeah. I mean, we're calling with 9-5, so we need Daniel to have 8 high or worse. Yeah. So we're going to say, I mean, is he going to call with 8-6 because he's got, like, two back doors out of position? I mean, that's what we're down to. It feels really unlikely. I mean, we don't have one of... I mean, it seems crazy. Is it, 10 doesn't seem Is it good. possible this seems crazy. that because the session is wrapping up, yeah. Duan thinks, maybe correctly, that Negranu has all of the gut shots, not just the suited ones? That Negranu's calling all of those hands out of the small blind when Veldhaus opens because he loves to play those cards? I doubt it from the small blind. When Duan can squeeze so often from the big. I, I agree, but if there's a time, it's a time yeah. when the ante is huge and the session is about to end. Okay. Both those things are true. Yeah. I'll give you that. And it's possible they're all very, very deep. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know how much. I know Daniel's always really deep. Yeah. Uh, Duan is always really deep. I don't know about Lex. Lex may not be. Lex, yeah. Lex, Lex may have like 100 blinds, which is probably not enough to call with like five, four, four off. Four, six like off. Yeah. yeah. But maybe Daniel could could somehow some come up with like, well, if Duan's going to call two and we're both really deep, maybe it's okay. It still isn't. You're out of position. It's a bad spot. But he but, might do it anyway. He might do it anyway. But... It's not like we know. Like we know he's going to call with four or five suited. Yeah, we know he's going to call with five six suited. We're pretty sure he's going to call with four six suited. Yeah, for sure. For all the reasons, four six off. Give me a break. I mean, I'm trying to. No, give I know him a break. Five four off seems unlikely. Five six off. I mean, I mean, I, I just don't. Believe I know it. it seems crazy, but like I'm saying, these what? are if there's conditions for it. These are the conditions. I feel like Daniel would be much more apt to call those hands specifically if he was on the button, not in the small blind. He might talk himself into it on the button near the end with all the antis yeah. and all that. But in the small blind, it's such a bad spot. I know. It seems you can't unlikely. Take advantage of it. it does seem unlikely, but it's at least more likely than it usually is that he would do that. Okay, but it goes from 0% to like 4%, right? I mean, Well, I think Dwan has to think that in order to make a call here. That's true. So you're trying to come up with how does Dwan ever get to because this? Because Dwan right? calls. Right. Yeah. Dwan calls. Yeah. With nine high and is wrong. Obviously wrong. Daniel turns over. Daniel accidentally turns over the 10 first and was like, that's good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. But it could have been. It could have been. Either card was good. Yeah. So 
<laughs> so then Dwan immediately admonishes himself. He's like, oh, if you have that hand, that call is terrible. Right. And he's right, because if, if, if Nagano's floating two overs a lot, obviously you can't call the river. He's like, I need you to only float the gutters. Yeah. If you're only floating the gutters, then this could be okay, right? Because then you've got your 10 combos of sevens for value, your 12 combos of gutters for value, or vice versa, vice whatever versa. it was. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm getting the right price for that. Yeah. I can live with that. But if you've got all the overcards too, now I'm beat by, even if you're bluffing, I'm beat by those. And either way, I'm screwed. And that math is a little wonky because we don't expect Negrano to play gut shots on the flop that way. So we, we can't give him all 10 we combos. Don't. Now, we don't necessarily always think he's going to play trip sevens this way either, right? right? Sometimes he's going to donk it. Sometimes he's going to check raise it. Yeah. True. But sometimes he's just going to check call, yeah. especially against one. Yeah. And then Lex. Like, I could see him checking, be like, go ahead, guys. Like, yeah, Dwan and Lex are great people to check trips against. That's... It's actually, they're actually pretty good people to donk trips yeah, against, too. That's true. It's great to have trips against them, yeah. basically. Like, <laughs> go just, ahead, guys. Yeah, it's just Do a nice thing. time. Do your thing. So, yeah, Dwan calls, immediately realizes that it was a very bad call by him because Daniel's capable of having these other hands. Yeah. He probably shouldn't be capable of having these other hands. I mean, I think he's more capable of having those hands than the gutters that yeah. he's talking about, which is what makes it really seemingly bad anyway. Well, Dwan thinks it's bad now. Yeah, Dwan, Dwan immediately says, oh, God, that was yeah. horrible. Right. So he's aware of that. It's cool, though, that the way Dwan, Dwan is using sort of like clear measurement stuff like some some rigor to it not just like oh it's a bad call because i lost or i won it's a bad yep. call because a hand i didn't think could be in your range that beats me is in your range and that means all these other hands are also in your range yeah and clearly if you call that that means you would be bluffing with jack 10 which means i'm way off here yeah that means like negreno has like king nine suited like king queen off all, like a ton of hands yep. yeah all the things he might have ace high. I don't know if he turned ace high into a bluff or not. no probably but, not but daniel is almost certainly going to try and turn king high into a bluff right yeah so the jack highs, the 10 highs, yeah. maybe better 9 highs. Is there a bet 9-8? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? No, 9-8 is a chop. Yeah. Dwan chops with all the 9s. That's, <laughs> that's the good news. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, in the end, not an advisable call. He was no. going for his Stewie Unger moment. It would have been incredible if yeah. he was right. But then we would have spent a lot of time on this show trying to figure out, how can he think that Daniel has those gutters? Like, how can he be so sure? It seems so unlikely. And then we'd have to kick that around. And we would have been kicking that around about two and a half years ago because this hand would have been done already That's on true. the breakdown for right. sure. Yeah. yeah. If he had been right. Yeah. All right. That feels like uh, the end of our, our watch. The end... And, and now his watch has ended. Our watch has ended. He's pressed his last pickle. Nobody <laughs> no knows what that means. We have, uh, yeah, pretty much no one. Nice knows. inside joke. All it right, is. great. Yep, I think we're done. All right. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. You're not gonna show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.